You're listening to El Yoshi Video Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Don't you ever Okay, this is Monday, June, no, not June, April 13th. What am I saying? I'm here with Rick Hall, which uh, if you've been following the episodes, he's been on it like four or five times, maybe six times. And uh, I drag him in to do this podcast because I ran out of episode to do. And there's been a couple of things that happened last couple of months, couple of weeks that the Rick have a lot of um, opinions on. And uh, this is episode 131. I want to call it Good Cop, Dead Cop. And... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, we, we know why there's going to be a dead cop soon because um, you know why you want to talk about the recent shooting because you know which one, which one are you talking I about I mean first of all Rick, Rick for those of you who have been listening to the show used, I used to work with him Evil Angel but he is a big libertarian guy and he follows uh, a lot of these issues where uh, police abuse and thinks that you know um, it's getting more and more difficult hiding abuses and yeah we 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 all need police, you know. Let's look at the positive thing for, first. Police before we we start bashing them. Um, if you have a business, if you if you buy a home, it, when you prices of those business and the property of your home go up, it's probably because it has something to do with low crime. You know, police are there to do good good things. In uh, ideally, right? That, um, I don't know. That's like a that's a whole different uh, conversation conversation because. I, I really don't know where I stand on uh, the mm-hmm. necessity of cops. Are we recording now? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I really don't know. It's like I, I waffle. You know, that mm-hmm. you, it, it, like you said, you need them to enforce contracts, and then occasionally there somebody is a real asshole, and they just need to be removed from from the good people of society, like you and me, the 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 real regular salt of the earth people, like Yoshi Obayashi. Uh, I mean, I I know we we joke around. I I have to say, I've done things in past. Who know a little bit about me? I took matters in my hands. We we don't want the in in generally speaking, we want the state to uh, create law, enforce law, and when when the state doesn't do adequate job of doing that, people take matters in their hands. We 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 don't want that. So we we, we need right. to have police, but. Boy, it's you know it's it's been cliche last six months, yeah. you know, with all what, the shootings by cops. What bugs me a lot of the, the there's like a few knee jerk arguments that I hear over and over and over again because mm-hmm. I'm I'm the <clears throat> the dumbass who actually reads internet comment comments when there's one of these articles, and one thing people always say is he shouldn't have run. Why did he run? People yeah. run, you know. You, basically, they're saying you deserve to uh, get get shot or killed or beaten by yeah. cop if you run from cops which okay maybe uh you could make an you could make the argument if you're a total asshole that yeah. that uh criminal the criminal deserves it for running but what does that say about the cop the cop is breaking the law right the cop is breaking the law so does the cop deserve to be beaten shot and killed they never it's they always 
put the cop in a separate category, someone who, who who's allowed to break the law. Well, I mean, is they, it, so it's really not the law that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's ta- what they're talking about is is control of people, and and they, you know, it, and I just don't believe in that. I don't think that's what. Well, can I? I'm. I'm, I'm um, I think the cops should have a very narrow duty is what i'm saying right they're, maybe they're doing too much but don't you think that some people are going to make argument with you police are representative of the state and we have a state because people uh decide to give up a little bit of freedom so we have a stability and and rule of law and things like that right for example if somebody's speeding in freeway dangerously the police going to speed up even though they're also breaking the law but they're trying to stop that person from doing something bad right i mean in that situation police are not going to be facing the same requirement that's true, but that's uh, different example. I, I know. I mean, th- no that that makes that makes sense. But there's all kinds of collateral issues when when you allow them to stretch mm-hmm. th- their legal uh, privileges sure. to to that extent. Because you know that's actually why a lot of places have passed laws against high speed chases. Because yeah, people get mowed down. Innocent people get killed because cops are chasing. Somebody. Sure. When they don't need to be chasing somebody, and that, and a lot of these cases where people are getting shot in the back are are cases where there is no immediate danger. There's like there's no threat yeah. to, to the cop. The cop knows who they're arresting. They know where you know they can find out where they live in a second with Google, right, or whatever, uh, or whatever high tech uh, technology they have, and they can peacefully arrest the person after you know the after the problem's gone it's like basically the the standard that i use is higher that that old that old saying it's better for a hundred guilty men to go free than for one innocent person to to uh to be locked up right and in this case we're not talking about just locking somebody up we're talking about killing them right so the standard should be at least that high before we jump into the North Carolina case, uh, I, I did a little bit of reading. I think you did a lot of it. Um, to give some perspective, uh, Iceland, like in last year or maybe two years before, was the first time ever in the history of Iceland where a police officer shot and killed someone. But this person, I think, had a knife. I think he, this person had a gun. It was shooting people, threatened people. Mm-hmm. So they really had no choice. I mean, this person was in, in danger of himself and others. So police shot. It was national mourning. This this cop justifiably killed this person. It was yeah. not a murder. This uh, the person that they killed was crazy. Had a gun and shooting people. So, but it was national mourning because they never had an incident like that. Wow. Um, their attitude. Uh, conflict resolution is definitely different from ours, and um, it, it's 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 not like we haven't had these issues. It's just people have cell phones. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Now there's a way to kind of keep track of the police in a way. In the old days, it would be told <clears throat> you would hear it as a story. Yeah, you would read a dispassionate account of it in the newspaper. You wouldn't see a fucking YouTube video, right? And and when you hear it as a story, it fits right in. I mean, I'm we're both Americans. Mm-hmm. We both have this idea of what violent justice is about because we love those movies and sure. those TV shows and all the, mm-hmm. you know, cop dramas. It's like all that stuff is, is completely uh, ingrained in our, our uh, mindset. Yeah. So if you, you find a way to put, to put it into that narrative, you, you, and so that way you end up 
justifying stuff that shouldn't have been justified. All right, so uh, maybe maybe there's pe- uh, uh, one or two people who are actually listening to this episode. <laughs> maybe they don't know. They don't. Um, there they, were one or two. Now yeah. it's zero. That they're listening to the show right now. Maybe they don't know what happened in North Carolina. So do you want to explain what happened? Uh, yeah. And <clears throat> do you know what town it was? It was during some, the day. No, no, no. It, but anyway, it, it was. Uh, Last Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh no, no. yeah, I think. No, yeah. I was like, what, what, what city it was? In, I don't know. It's yeah. I remember it's North Carolina, and uh, <clears throat> anyway, there was a uh, a guy had gotten um, pulled over for a tail light uh, right. issue, and uh, and there's a camera from the police officers that you know filmed the whole thing. N- no, this and that was actually filmed by a guy who. Oh no, there's a two different footage. Uh, the private citizen one. But there's also footage of actual officer driving in and pulling that guy over. Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Um, so there's a white cop in North Carolina pulled this black guy in a BMW. Uh-huh. And uh, like you were saying, there was a par- problem with the back of the uh, vehicle. And it was basically nothing major. So how did, so so at what point did he run away from the co- from the policeman? So the, the cop told him pulled over and... Uh, the way I remember, the cop police officer checking, and all of a sudden the co- uh, the black gentleman opened the door, comes out, and the cop. I don't like the way you say black gentleman. Oh, yeah, black guy. <laughs> the cop said, "Go back in the car. You know, you can't just come out." Yeah. So that the guy said, "All right." He complied. He go back in the car, and a little bit later, he he runs. And the reason why he runs away, he owes between sixty seven thousand dollars in child support. Right. That's what his brother said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't on on the record, even though they're they. They arrested him before. Uh, I guess there wasn't actually a, a arrest war- warrant for him. Uh-huh. So anyway, he he didn't want to get in trouble. He 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 runs out of the car, runs away. Yeah, and then the the cop chases him a couple blocks or whatever. Right, and uh, and it, and then he tases him. And I guess the taser didn't hit him properly, or he didn't. Oh, he did use taser. I didn't. That right. I didn't know. He did because they, it had, in the in the video from the bystander who was. <clears throat> Who's a hero in my book because he, he absolutely he knew how to shoot it and mm-hmm. not to say a word, you know, not to get his yeah his phone uh, destroyed by the cops. Um, but he was he was filming it, and yeah. at the beginning of the footage, you see that the wires have been discharged in the taser, and the and that there's some kind of the the news stories called it a tussle. But yeah, I mean they're obviously. There's like some kind of struggle. Yeah, you don't see any punches being thrown or anything. But right. then the black guy like turns away and starts. He he runs about five feet. Yeah, five to eight feet, and the cop just starts shooting him in the in the back. Yeah, and um, he shot him eight times, right? I think so. Uh, and th- I think he shot him like like once. I, I I read somewhere that he shot him like once in the leg and then the rest in the torso. Right. And uh, I don't, I'm not a police, but somebody said that you have to shoot the whole whole thing. I don't understand that logic. Yeah, that I that's the idea. If it, you're shooting at a threat, you're not supposed to be shooting if it's not a threat. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is coming, especially in the back, it is some. If someone is coming at you, then I think that's expected that right. You're going to empty the whatever weapon you're firing. The idea is just to stop the person. So mm-hmm. and you don't really know if you stop them until. So it should be a judgment call, I'm sure. You know, if somebody's lounging at you, but I, uh, I, but not, this but this guy's running away. The guy's it, running away, and he's unarmed, and you know he's he's unarmed. And uh, then 
uh, after the the guy is shot and is lying motionless on the ground, the cop comes over. Um, is that when he put the handcuffs on him? I think he started to put the handcuffs on him immediately. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he starts. He puts he puts the handcuffs, and then he goes back and picks up the taser. And, uh, he goes back, you know, whatever ten feet, yeah. picks up the taser, and and then drops it by the body while this other cop right. is to him. So, so he, he know what he was doing. Yeah, it, yeah. It's I mean he's he's planning evidence basically. Right. And I think that's I think that was the one thing that got him charged actually because mm-hmm. uh, there's many there's been many cases of uh, police you know killing unarmed citizens recently in the last five or ten years and. It never seems to go to to trial, except for Meserly, the, mm-hmm. the thing in uh, in Oakland. So, uh, and and, and w- what was the story that he made up? Told everyone? Oh, it, it was right. He didn't know he was on film, so he he, he said that the uh, that the guy went for his taser. Yeah. He, he when he called it in, he said he went for my taser. Shots fired, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's down. So. Uh, to me, it's pretty clear cut, and I think most people who see the footage, it's pretty clear cut. Right. Uh, it, it even there's always going to be the Anthony Cumias though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure even George Zimmerman saying like, "God damn, that's not right," you know, because <laughs> I don't I don't know how he could justify it. And I got the I I also read that he had complaints in past too, you know. I wonder if they would have done something, and I don't know uh, the specific of what was the complaint, but you know, the, it, it just seemed uh, clear cut. Unless he had rubber durst money and get a powerful lawyers to get him out of it, but you know, he got fired. Yeah, and I think the reason why I want to call this episode "Good Cop, Dead Cop" because I I just think no matter what they gave him, life for twenty years. I don't see how he could live, survive in prison if he's with a regular inmate. There's just, there's just no way. Yeah, I don't. Prison, that's, I think that's a pretty optimistic idea. Like, of, you know, cops don't usually end up in prison for these kind of things. What but, do you think is going to happen? But who knows? You know, you may be right. I, I, I think <clears throat> it's, it is an interesting kind of sea change, even though this, it's the same arguments I hear on both sides. Yeah including my own side um, from everybody. But what has, what did was changed was I was, it was kind of impressive that the police chief immediately denounced it. And well, well what choice does he have? Yes. I don't know. You, you would say that, but if you look at other police departments, I mean, they but just, they, they yeah, retrench. Yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, I, I think because I think a lot of the protests, you know, people complain because, uh, you know the black community yeah. cries racism about it and everything, and I I don't think it's I think it is important to look at it from a racial standpoint, but to me it's not as important as just the fact that there's blue and then there's everybody else, right? Know? And I don't I don't think you know whether it's black or white people getting shot down who don't deserve it, you know. It, should be stopped now i don't know if this is true because bill maher from hbo was talking about like the second officer showed up as black and he was kind of helping that cop you know that that you know kind of yeah i i it's kind of ambiguous i mean Mm -hmm. he was i don't know how much he was helping him 
Yeah. But there's a, apparently there's other uh, footage that's come. It's like a dash cam mm-hmm. audio of the um, of them of the the guy's superior. Yeah. Talking to the the shooter, and he's saying uh, he's assuring them that we're, oh we're going to take you to the the station. Yeah. Uh, they're just going to tell you you're going to be off for two or three days. Just go home, relax. Yeah. We're not going to even ask you any questions and for right. for two or three days. And and that's another symptom of just this horrible sick police culture you know yeah. the, the idea that it's, it's almost like when else a, shoots on someone else you don't get time to cool off and get your story straight right it's uh it's almost like a charade in a way you yeah. know it's like a theater that they're just like pretending like they're doing yeah their job but um uh, first of all I, I, i'm sorry that you know Yes, he should have paid child support, but that is absolutely no reason to get killed. Yeah. And two, whoever took that footage, man, it took a lot of courage because that that is a really scary thing to do. And 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 that's another thing that I think people don't realize, like who say don't run from the cops. When I see these footage, this footage, it makes me want to run from cops even yeah. when I'm not doing anything because they're going to find reason to shoot you. Yeah, and especially if you're a a, a black man in the wrong area. I understand. I totally understand why they would. You know that what's the wrong area? It's called <laughs> the United States of America. Ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> I, you know why I know your punchline so well is because they're very obvious. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it just I, I I think actually um, they didn't realize that the guy that he had been filmed. So I think. Um, I don't understand how he got away with it. He's standing there, right? I wonder if he. I don't know if he made his statement at, like before or after they knew they had the cell phone footage came came out. I think he made the statement uh, before. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The footage surfaced, which is another, which is great because then it's totally inconsistent with what people yeah are seeing. And I saw a footage of his mother, father sister the cop's family is um um watch out um walking into police station and not l well mm-hmm. i'm sure they're a wonderful parents right. um, there's you know she just said she doesn't believe her son did that but she refused to watch it watch the footage yeah because the reality is her son murdered someone you know and mm-hmm. um I'm 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 sad it happened, but I'm 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 just glad there's a footage of it, and I don't think that was the first time that sort of thing happened, you know. So, yeah. I th- I don't know. Is it, it, what is the solution? You think? It just cops need to be accountable. They they can't have uh, immunity from from the laws that they're supposed to be enforcing. That cat is driving me crazy. Stop it. That's my uh, stupid cat that Yoshi lost months ago. Yes, you're welcome. I wish he, <laughs> I wish he had stayed lost. <laughs> Shut up. No, he's he's a wonderful cat. He's the best cat. He's America's best cat, really. And and I I I, they, I, I even heard some law uh, lawmaker was saying it's illegal to film police officers when they're working. <laughs> there was a suge- suggestion of that, and just yeah. you know. George Orwell in 1984 talk about Big Brother watching you. Well, thank God for Little Brothers watching the cops in the state because yeah. I, I just think that cell phone is really changing. I think I hope I hope we see enough of it that eventually they'll change. But 
Boy, it is. It's been horrific. Yeah, six month. I I I really don't like. I really don't like or or trust police, especially mm-hmm. after a couple of experiences I've had here in L.A. Yeah, but um, it bugs me that it this kind of stuff is making people just knee jerk hate hating cops, and I think that's not productive either because you end up with. I mean, the police. The problem is the police culture. Yeah, it's, it's easy to say these are just, uh, you know, killer cops running around wild. Yeah, but they're, they. I'm sure they didn't start that way. You know. No. And uh, and the ones that did start that way are attracted to policing because of the the way this the system is set up. It's right. not. It's not because uh, people who are attracted to policing are necessarily uh, killers. It's that uh, it, the the job provides cover for people who do like who do want to abuse other people. I don't know who wrote that book, but the paraphrase the title of the book, the psychopath test book, mm-hmm. and uh, they were talking about like you know about twenty to twenty five percent of the uh, prison inmates are psychopath. You know whatever that definition may be, but I wonder what's the percentage within cops. You know what I mean? I like think it's probably ex- exactly the same. I yeah. think it's the same uh, mindset. That draws people to professional crime. You know? Yeah, and I'm sure uh, you need to put the mic closer. Oh, yeah, okay. I, you know, I, I, I think really on for the the percentage that are really uh, really doing bad. Uh, I, I'm sure it's it's about the same. Then again, like, what about? Yeah, I don't know. I, that was a half-formed thought. Sorry, I'm, I'm eating dead air here. No, it's it's. Um, I I have such a mixed feeling because I've had good experience police when when, when we need help. The, the, you know, there are decent ones. You know, and yeah. and I have particularly have a soft spot for like homicide detective. That the smart, effective one. You know, they yeah. do a, amazing work and help people in need. It, it just that. Uh, it's a crapshoot like which cops do you going to end up meeting yeah. you know those dumb ones that never going to be a detective or whatnot, and they're just midhead and you know uh, it never ceases to amaze me like you give you want respect and you have to give respect too and like overly aggressive um, I, I, I really don't like it yeah. um, I'm sure sometimes when these cops actually end up murdering someone may, maybe they didn't know they did something bad because maybe that's how they were trained Yeah, and if that's the case, then they need to have a better leadership and have a different way to mold this guy. Because if you don't, fuck, man. Uh, yeah. it's, just, it's just a fucking nightmare, you know? Like, but I think the training is not the formal training they get. It's the, the training is what they see other cops doing and getting away with. Yeah. And and that's where things are fucked up. It's not, it's not that, you know, uh, law enforcement officer schools need to be reformed right is that the culture of what they're allowed to do and what they're encouraged to do needs to be changed it's i i it's that way in any job you know you go on the job and you look at the other people who are doing your job and you see how they make it happen and they, they kind of copy it and you copy yeah. it yeah that's how everybody is. and i think long period of time uh you know maybe when you're youthful um when you're starting the business 
<laughs> Rick's laughing because his, his cat's licking my uh, back I, of my head. I wish that we could get a visual of this. My cat is licking Yoshi. Is jumped up on the shelf behind Yoshi, and he's studiously licking his head. I'm gonna get some video of that. Go ahead, Yoshi. Yeah, I'm talking. Don't let look, that distract you. Yeah, look at that <laughs> licking my top of my head right now. You got it. Ow! Don't bite! Don't bite my head. <laughs> you were making a point, Yoshi. But you just kind of trailed off there for a second. Well, I have a a cat <laughs> licking back my head because it's dirty. Now it's got his dirty cat paw on back of my head. Are you filming this? Yes. I'm what? sure. I'm sure your listeners really want to hear us describing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you could put that clip on YouTube, scene. right? What? You could put that. Oh, my God. What is. You must have some choice uh, fleas in your scalp there. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know what I was talking about, but um, it's weird because, you know, I grew up in Osaka, Japan, and most cops do not have guns. Yeah. I even remember my cousin was getting fistfight with cops when they were drunk, mm-hmm. especially because when my family's wrong. You know, they do a double park or triple park in the middle of the street. Police or officer tell them to move. Those idiot relatives of mine will start mouthing off and, you know, saying stuff like, cases, you know, that kind of stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah, and, uh, um, and you're disrespectful because they know they don't have guns. They're just not... just. Cops in general in Japan, they'd rather deal with a peaceful way. Yeah, well, that's... A, um you're there talk- is time to shoot. There, there, there are different cops, though. There's like the omowari san which is the ones you're talking about, who are just out, out on the street. Those are the, like the street cops, and, and they, have, they have like a little communal office in the, you know every few blocks, and they monitor that whole area. They're, they're basically they have a they're, relationship they're, with the neighbors. You know? Yeah, they're they're for uh, for tourists like me. They, yeah. I mean, they're great because they give you directions if you get totally lost. And yeah, you, you know, you can talk to them. <laughs> that is, you know, that's really distracting. <laughs> what? Your cat licking the cat my is head? licking every single square centimeter of Yoshi's scalp. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're great, but you know that they they do have the, the, the what you're saying is true. They're they're not gonna they're not going to cause they're not going to escalate things and yeah. try and cause trouble for you. But they if trouble does happen they can always call on the real cops yeah. who are going to show up like a you know and throw you into a horrible japanese jail i mean you know of course we're seeing all these terrible things about cops because you know um all that shit what, what bothers me and this is a stereotypical of the way i some people see police and i kind of do too i remember every fucking asshole jerk off in high school who were like complete fuckheads yeah they if they don't make it in athletic event they ended up becoming a cop and like you know they're just overly aggressive and i think i think female cops at least uh, they tend to be more willing to listen and and um they don't they don't feel i don't think at least female cops i deal with doesn't seem like they don't have to resort to violence there's other ways to deal with conflict you know that's my experience with them i I usually see them paired up with a with a male cop, and they're usually trying trying to outdo, trying to outdo the them, yeah. guy. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of dealings with cops, but I did have that one time. Well, you're not black, so yes. Yeah. And I and I never leave the apartment, but I did have a neighbor call 
the cops on me for no reason whatsoever uh, one time and they showed up and uh, it was not a pleasant experience. I got dragged out mm-hmm. out of my own apartment in my underwear. Yeah. They charged him without, yeah. you know, it, it, they basically, if I uh, had any access to a lawyer, not that I would have made yeah. a stink about it, but it was, it was very, uh, I have a lot of sympathy for the people who really get abused because it's uh it's not only a huge shock it's 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 an emotional shock yeah and it's humiliating it's like you really you're really completely helpless and it's the same kind of helplessness you would feel if uh the crips (laughs) targeted you yeah for some for armed robbery or something like that you know it's you're when you got like a gang of people with guns and they're scre- they're treating you like shit and uh it's it's very it's really scary so i don't wish that on anybody and and usually it's not about um protecting the public from violent criminals or yeah. from people who are robbing them or whatever it's usually uh cops who are bored who are escalating things for no reason they're, holy crap that cat is obsessed with your no more um so yeah. you know you 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 read a lot of the stuff about police abuse and i mean do, do you think this is like this year is going to be like a watershed moment that there's actually going to be law and trying to coach the police I, culture I can't, I can't predict it i i know that now that the left has sort of like Paying, started paying attention because until now it's all just been libertarians basically yeah and and a, a small slice of the left yeah who are uh dedicated to police reform but wait, wait but why is that you would think they would be concerned about that um they have other things on their plate they're more interested in economic issues and basically beating up on conservatives you know yeah. they, they don't really it's all culture war shit do you think because most conservatives are like white and um i don't know maybe they're not that demographic the white middle class they yeah. don't have to they won't be harassed by i mean if they were treated the way they were the black people are treated i'm, I'm sure they will have a you know field day with this thing and they try to change it for sure you know i i have I don't know. I mean, I, I see it all, all across the political spectrum. I see people adopting this, like, um, you know, law and order point of view. Yeah. Uh, not all across the, obviously, you know, I, I, I don't know. The the radical left usually doesn't, doesn't get that far. But I'm talking about, like, you know, the, the most of my friends yeah. who are, like, usually kind of hardline democrats or or else completely apolitical lefties are just sort of now like saying oh they're beating they're they're beating uh black people they're shooting black people uh and and they're seeing it as like suddenly as a problem where yeah. whereas before it didn't really hit hit the radar well they, um, like i say i can't emphasize enough like, like you know this might be a really weird example but um Last year during the uh, American football NFL season, there was a player named Ray Rice got in trouble because he beat up his girlfriend and whatnot. But people heard about it. But then he was he he told a true story. But 
I guess when you see actual footage of it, there's definitely a visceral reaction to it. You know, it's yeah, so like yeah. over the years, people saying police abuse, but like that example, Long Island, that guy, I don't remember the guy's name, but there was a black guy. He was illegally selling cigarettes, right. and he's been arrested many, many times. Anyway, make the story short, he got caught. They ended up choking him. He keeps saying he can't breathe. They keep choking anyway. We ended yeah. up killing the guy. Here's an interesting thing, and there's a footage of it. Charles Kreitheimer, the neoconservative guy, right. even he said that police need to be uh, prosecuted and put in prison, you know? So yeah. uh, usually the right thing to be law and order, but I, I think there's a little bit of shift even that, like it, it becomes individual versus the state issue. Right. I, I'm, I'm hoping there's, I think, I really think there's a bit, little bit of momentum going right now where, this this is just getting out of control. Yeah. you know, and it's 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 funny. There's like a the there's like conservatives, there's like social conservatives who are like that. Like you say, they have law and order, of, a sort of no, but they have like sort of a libertarian enough streak in them so that they'll they will acknowledge they'll see things as a individual versus the state. Sure, but a lot of uh, conservatives just. Um, they're only against the state when there's a Democrat in the White House. Right. And other than that, they don't see any problem at all. Right. And uh, I'm glad that that like the Krauthammer contingent or or you know anyone who's on board, I'm I'm for because I don't think if it's a partisan issue, it's never going to get solved. Right. So this this is this 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 have to come from both sides and. Um it's it's not good business because look at what happened in New York City. Um, there's a two police officers, one Latino, one Chinese American. They were just minding their business and maybe a break or something during the police car. Yeah. Some guy showed up, shot both of them, and killed both. Yeah, that's... I mean, granted, the guy was crazy. He was probably looking for opportunity to do something like that anyway. Yeah. But I think once I'm sure police are alert because too many people are angry with them and. When you behave that way, and when you start losing credibility, you you just expose yourself to more danger. Where yeah, the 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 one the the cops that are escalating things out of control at and at the drop of a hat, who are just walking into situations and immediately abusing everybody in the vicinity. Yeah, those people, those cops are doing a terrible thing to any cop who might want to do the right thing and right. sort of adopt the. Uh, the Andy of Mayberry uh, approach, you mm-hmm. know, anyone, any cop who wants to play good cop is completely compromised because no one in that who's, who's dealt with an asshole cop will ever treat cops the same. Right. right? They're always, even if they, uh, even if they shut up and are completely polite, they, they will never trust another cop. Right. And uh, I, I know that, feeling it's just like i think that that is spreading once once people have enough dealing dealings with bullies who face no repercussions whatsoever you, it makes it very hard to give the benefit of the doubt to the next cop you come come to okay so, so for me when i see these things like that it's just sickening to my stomach but i have met and we know um we we used, we used to have a uh, ex-co-worker Let's just say the name is Scott and Ricky, man. I li- and they're both white. I remember him them talking about cops, and they they would say something like, "Fuck the police, fucking! I'm glad they're dead." Like <laughs> I could say that as jokingly, yeah. 
when I'm watching like Schwarzenegger as Terminator and killing cops in the movie or something. But, yeah. but, and this is way before all this video stuff, right? But I, I really never felt that strong. And, and I think part of it is because I grew up in Japan, and we're very respectful of police. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, if I did something bad, I get caught. I wouldn't like it, but. I don't remember having that kind of feeling about police officer when I was a kid. I really didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not ethnically Japanese, and I, I, I did, I really didn't have that feeling. You know, I do wonder how much my upbringing, you know, because my dad was Secret Service. Yeah, he was a federal cop, and he, he, it's not like he had to deal. He, he's he, he never he, tell you how many black guy he shot that day. No, no, no. He's not that way. I mean, politically, we're not on the same page, but mm -hmm. um, very professional, right? Yeah, and he, he he just happened to take a day off when the Reagan got shot. What are you, Jimmy Beck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, no, he wasn't. He wasn't part of that one. But uh, you know, I, I wonder if like it's some kind of you know daddy thing. Yeah, because you know, I see that in a lot of anti-cop activists. Yeah. You know, like they anti-authority. Yeah, but I to me, it's more like when I was a kid, I. I did respect cops, and I thought cops were were um, impressive, and you know, mm -hmm. I, 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 they're I, risking their lives. Yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, and uh, and when I do, when a cop would co really come in handy, I'm very grateful. Oh when, yeah, when they do come in handy, and even though now I avoid them like the plague, yeah. there have been times when they have actually helped me. Right, and uh, I think that's what. You know when they say like a cynic is somebody who uh, is a romantic who's who's, who's been robbed. Yeah. yeah, it's the same kind of thing. I think when, it, somebody who wants the law to be right, right, and wants the law to, to yeah. serve people and to help people, uh, gets very bent out of shape when they see the law being twisted into this yeah. other place. You know, I have to say, you know, my my family have businesses, and I I have to say about ninety percent, ninety five percent of the time, I thought. Whenever we need to do, we need help from police. They're very professional and good, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but boy, they, they, this is just abuse, and uh, uh, for them not to be accountable, that that's what bugged me. Like that's if, the thing. If, if the police know they'll be accountable for their action, I, yeah. I, I, I let's be honest. People react incentive. Yeah, and they're definitely going to change their tunes. But the, the not that this kind of stuff is not, is not going to happen anymore. It's right. always going to happen, right? And especially with now that we we're documenting everything on right. the street, you're always going to see this kind of footage. But what you'll but if if we saw the people, the cops who are doing wrong getting punished, then there would be no problem, right? But it would just like any other cr footage of criminals. We 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 could we could smile and laugh yeah. as we watch this. Oh, look at that! You know, you know, you see stupid criminal trick videos. Right. You you do the same thing with the, you know that that oh that cop's going away for a long time. Sure. But you never say that because the cops never actually face any repercussions, and in fact, you get a, an entire union that you know to protect a them, public yeah. union that's stating the exact opposite of what everyone knows to be true. Right. So so I I think politics is the art of uh, compromising. So that. We have to recognize the police are doing a tough job, but but if there's no accountability for what they do, fuck man, they're just I I, I you know that psalm uh, by uh, um, the Clash, mm. police are the thieves. What was that song? Yeah, oh, police on my back. It's by the Equals. 
I I don't like the clash. So oh, <laughs> but, but it, sometimes you can't tell which is which because I'm oh uh, police and thieves. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one, that's good. Um, so so overall, you, you're you're pessimistic what they were going to do I, I in this particular case. I don't know how get, he'll get out of this. I'm mean, honestly. I don't know. I mean, Meserly went. Um, you know, they 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 went after him too. I I just I don't know. I just think it. It needs to be more than just like one glaring example. Yeah, that they you know one glaring uh, crime that they make an example out of. They need to. There needs to be reform, and I'm obviously it's not gonna. I don't expect it to happen in my lifetime. But, oh, and Jesus. I'm not. I'm not. I know my lifetime. That would be the day after tomorrow. So. Yes, <laughs> we um, can only hope. <laughs> um, I but I, yeah, I don't know. It, it all depends on people but i and i and like i'm not a i am like you say i follow these stories i don't yeah i don't lead on them i don't do no. i'm not an activist i don't do anything so. like ferguson i know some of my friends might not like it but based on what i saw and based on what i read i'm not going to say that kid deserved it but i, I think the police officer actually believe i believe his story more so than what that uh, uh anti-cop people are saying in that particular case uh, yeah, I, I, that one's a lot of ambiguity. That's what actually really struck me as questionable about why, why did, why that story? There've been so many stories. There's been so many. So there should be more outrage with this shit that happened Friday because yeah. it seemed more clear cut. I mean, the guy getting strangled to death in uh, in the Bronx or Staten Island was that was like uh, so clear cut to me. Yeah, you know, and uh, well, they were indicting him. They indicted him. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but then they they dropped all the charges, didn't they? Oh, that I didn't know. I didn't know that. I I, I think it, it was uh, deemed to be. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I see you're interviewing me as like some kind of expert on police. No, no, I just I, I just I, want to hear your opinion. It's just to me that it, even I'm trying to be. But I mean, if you, what I'm saying is, if people are going to march in the streets, yeah, it should be over that one. Yeah, and uh, and they did, and I'm glad, but. But uh, the 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 Ferguson case, you know, there's just an, it's too hazy, you know. There's yeah. too much he said, she said, kind of nonsense. So, like, why not? If you're gonna pick a, if you're gonna pick an uh, example of for this issue, then pick something pick, that the, most people will be on board to yeah. support it. But that, I guess that's not the way popular movements work. Mm-hmm. You know, people just grab what whenever. It happens to be a slow news day for everybody. They yeah they do that. Yeah, the, the, I guess when you have ambiguous cases like that, it, uh, I think, unfortunately, the person who got murdered, yeah. they're dead, so they can't speak on their behalf. Yeah, so you pretty much have to go with the side of the uh, the person alive. It's also it's I think ambiguity attracts the news media mm-hmm. more than something that's clear cut. Yeah. something that's clear cut is a news story for one two days. But something is ambiguous. You can drag it out by right. like, interviewing all the people. What really happened? You right. Know? And uh, I think that's how that occurred. Well, uh, if you're a cop, I'm, I'm not an anti-police. It's just I'm just Club Soda uh, Kenny is going to beat you up next time he sees you. I'm not anti-cop, but I have to say I, I fear cop more than I respect them. I, I I respect them, but I fear them first more so than yeah. respecting them. You know because. It's just unimaginable someone growing up in Japan like to to see something like that. It just not doesn't happen, you know. Yeah. And well, you said incentives matter. I think like once 
this is me being utopian, you know, if cops are, would actually clean up their own house, you know, and I, th- I think some police departments have made huge steps, uh, around the country. And if, but if they would get together and expel the bad blood, then I think there would be a lot more respect. On both but that's sides. the tough part because they have union and they're very powerful. You know? Yeah. That's an whole other podcast. Cause that, Public employee unions are just, to me, the the worst idea yet. I mean, I mean they're getting paid by us mm-hmm. to kill us. <laughs> they're getting. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't join in laughter with you because it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, I don't want to get shot by police. Well, I, I'm torn because I want you to get shot by police. <laughs> um, First of all, I will never run in front of them. And when they when I get pulled over, and of course I get pulled over, I'm an Asian driver. Mm-hmm. But I always put all the lights, put the window down. Mm-hmm. I have my hands on the wheel. Yes, sir, no, sir. And if they ask registration, I say, sir, may I open the glove compartment mm-hmm. and get that thing that you're looking for? I do not move uh, quickly. You know, it just yeah. you're literally dealing with animal because you know animals. When you see another animal runs away, they in natural instinct without thinking start chasing after them. You know, so oh, you know, before we end this, I wanted to talk about one thing that Scott Greenfield said on his blog. He's that like, he's this uh, New York. He's a pretty prominent New York City lawyer who does a lot of uh, writing on on law, and he, mm-hmm. he covers a lot of the police stuff. He. Uh, he made the point that the the defense of these uh, bad shootings and, and um, is is generally from the cops' point of view is always uh, I didn't I I was in fear for my life you know mm-hmm. I felt threatened mm-hmm. um, the the first rule of policing which is to get home alive you know for dinner so uh, no, that shouldn't be the first rule though yeah that's and protect and, and serve yeah but. That that's the whole problem with that paradigm because when you look at when you ask somebody like me to look at a bad shooting, I say, did it have to get to that point? Right. Was it necessary? Yeah. Were, was there any anything they could have done to not escalate it to that point? Right. Whereas the the uh, police union point of view is always, is it justified? Could we get away with it? And and that's not how it should be. It shouldn't be. I think but, the key, key point is: Could we get away with yeah, it? Yeah, it, you shouldn't. It, it shouldn't be a matter of finding some legal excuse why you could, uh, why you you could do it. You can always find some kind of legal excuse because there's so many laws on the books. You know, it, there's there's always a justification, and 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 if there's the slightest justification, we've seen that courts. All these people who deal with cops on a regular basis and have to deal with cops on a regular basis, right? In the face of a freeze out by the cops, yeah, will set will uh, give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, they allow cops to testify who've who've you know perjured themselves hundreds of times. I gotta give you two points. Like what what, what you just said is interesting. What can we get away with? Yeah. Well, that's the mentality of criminal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they they both have the same way of thinking. Right. And two. Uh, I go to Germany a lot, and say what you will, German police, they're law and order, they do by books, and they they don't react. Granted, they probably don't deal as many violent criminals as uh, we do, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, um, I feel like whenever I go to Germany, I have more, I trust the German cops more than American ones. I have to say that, mm-hmm. which is a 
unbelievable thing to say for me to see German authority in a uniform that looked like, you know, Nazi <laughs> fucking guys. But um, well, you know why you're in the post-orgasm afterglow after screwing those German hookers. <laughs> yes, uh, it's funny you say that because many times I've been to brothel, there will be caught in front of it. He, they just say like, "Okay, have a good time, just stay out of trouble," you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> does he hand you a condom? <laughs> it's just, uh, literally, I mean, it's 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 um, I don't have a, I don't, I, I think out of all the places I went, I I just didn't have. Well, I have to say, it's questionable. With the police when I saw them in uh, Afghanistan, Turkey, yeah, mm. Dubai, uh, you're not gonna have any problem. They they struck me law and order type. Like they understand that they're there to serve, protect and serve. You know, really, yeah. yeah. Even the lower class. Well, for me, for me, I didn't, I did not sense that at all. Yeah. Um, if you're not it, wearing a clean white T-shirt and and nice shoes. <laughs> I wonder if you get the same treatment. I mean, I wouldn't rec- recommend you have a T-shirt of Startup David in the <laughs> Middle East. I wouldn't recommend that. But um, that's half my wardrobe. But I, I, I think I know I have a faith that there is wise statesmen in the police. I, I, I just uh, yeah. There, there was a gentleman who just passed away six, seven months ago. He implemented innovation to improve the police. And he has something to do with turning around the police department in LAPD. And I'm old enough to remember that tension between the public and LAPD was really bad in the 80s, even early 90s. Things not still perfect, but I think I believe the LAPD has changed incredibly compared to what it was 25, 30 years ago. Mm. So it can be changed. Culture can change, you know. Yeah. Um, I just... I, just, I don't know if the LA police is the best example, but yeah. no. But I remember what it was, yeah. and 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 uh, it's in the interest of police department and the police chief to make changes to work with unions because they they really need to change the culture. And if they're being trained badly, they need to you know. I mean, these are all common sense things to really need to because uh, I would hate to see some nuts start shooting cops because of these kinds of incidents. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't want. I don't. I. I don't want to dehumanize cops any more than they do it to us, you know. But there's been times. Um, hey, that um, <laughs> the police has fucking pissed me up. They, they, they fucking pissed me off, like accusing me or making me do things, you know. The, the, yeah. The, I remember being parked in uh, park and parking, uh, waiting for a friend. And I just happened to park in the area where somebody smoked a lot of cigarette butts. It was right outside of the thing. Yeah. He said, hey, uh, police <laughs> drove by me. and say, pick it up. Like, well, why do I have to pick it up? Because you've been smoking. Like, I don't, I'm not even a smoker, you know. But, yeah. like, it, you know, it's, I never raised my voice. But it, it, it was clear after a while, like, I'm not going to win this thing. Like, right. he, once, and he feels like once he started this conversation, even he, if, even if he knows, hey, even even he knows that he was wrong, just because he's authority, he have to keep that face right. So I had to yeah. pick up the whole fucking cigarette butt, you know. Make that kind of shit really irritating. Yeah, how'd they taste? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I I I think I don't know what else is anything else. I mean, uh, you have. I was just going to open up a whole new can of worms by talking about um, uh, you know, anarchism, but I don't think we should even get into that. Well, well, briefly, what are you talking about? I was saying, I was going to say, I have a lot of anarchist tendencies. So yeah. your whole idea about whether authority itself can be, you know, a force for good, 
I I go back and forth on that a lot in my, yeah. my own head. But if it, if we're going to have it, if we're going to have it for the purposes that were that we were talking about at the beginning, mm-hmm. which is like you know protecting people physically from uh, a, from a attack or uh, or robbery or whatever, yeah. You know, then uh, by all means, we've got to do something to to clean it up unbiased you know in LA there's there was many many rough terrible neighborhoods where people are being terrorized by you know gangs and things like that and and, and I believe hey that the police LAPD I, I believe done a great job changing <laughs> change changing the culture and I, I'm, I'm old enough to remember that um um it, it was really bad. It, it it really really was bad, and <laughs> I wish we could have filmed it and just to close the door. So, um, no, it, it was really bad. I mean, police did a wonderful job in those like those Latin and black neighborhoods with those issues, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. sure some Asian and Pacific Islander neighborhoods, but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to hate on them because it's this. They, uh, I've been. I travel enough places and and read about places that no pol- no state is equally. I mean, it's, it's far worse in certain yeah. situation. You know, Somalia and places like that. So we need the police, but boy, police. You know, they. I'm sure there's somebody smarter than us who figure out ways to change the system. It's never going to be perfect, but it, it needs to change. It better know? be smarter than us. Um, should we should we end by um. This has nothing to do with police, but you know, we, we just watched the first episode of season five of Game of Thrones, and we should just finish it. Sorry, guys, I, I'm really, you know, it's late, and uh, we, we, we have to finish this. But uh, I don't, uh, I, I, I still love that show. It's a great show. I um, did you did you watch it before I did, or did was I the first one? To, was I the one who told you about it? You're the one, first one watch it because um, our. Your enemy, my friend Hunter Moore, texts me and says, "Hey, the, <laughs> uh, you know, he says something like, you know, four episodes are available or something, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, whatever." Um, I went in until six p.m. to watch an HBO Go, so I watched it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm glad it's back. It's it's the most entertaining TV show. It is uh, great. That whole uh, that whole medieval drama thing, though, I think. You really ought to see the devil, the devils by Ken Russell. I, I was t- telling you that, about that earlier. I'm not sure if that actor is the same actor that is now in Game of Thrones. One of the character in Game of Thrones, Wildling. I don't remember the guy's name, but uh, you're saying that actor looks like the guy from the was movie. Was he a Wildling though? I thought he was a uh, part of the uh, part of Baratheon's. Oh, uh, never mind. He's, he's never mind. Yeah. He's he's the Knights of the Wall, whatever you want to call him. That's oh, right. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. I know you don't really like old movies or yeah. you know art, movies that have an artsy reputation, but I find The Devil's extremely. Um, it, it's very entertaining. It's like it's. You want to quickly tell people what's the movie about? It's a. Uh, it's based on The Devils of Loudon, which is a, a historical book by Aldous Huxley, and it. Cons- Huxley did this. Yeah. Yeah. And, the uh, guy who did Brave New World. Yes, and uh, the Doors of Perception the, about um, which Jim dropping Mor- acid. Jim Morrison made the band The Door based on that book. Yeah, yes. very good. Um, 
but the Huxley book is I actually read that, and that's actually is it during the um, don't tell me was it during of um, Inquisition? Yes, and it's uh, it takes place in uh, Spain in France. Oh, okay. Um, where uh, Richelieu, uh, Richelieu, Richelieu, Cardinal Richelieu, yeah, Car- Cardinal Richelieu uh, was the enemy of three musketeers. <laughs> he was uh, in basically trying to consolidate church power over the the mm-hmm. the king. And now, now talk about the guy who was the pro strong state, and the French definitely have a history of believing that the having a very strong centralized form of government mm-hmm. starting from especially who made a famous Louis the 14th the Sun King yeah I knew you would have much more to say about this about it because you're you're much better with history than I am but uh, there there was what this one incident is that there was a uh, very charismatic um, priest who led the small town mm-hmm. of Loudon and Loudon and uh, I, I keep saying I keep saying the American versions of yeah uh, anyway um where uh, he stood up to the king's forces um, because uh, the this town ha- um, had very strong fortifications all around it. Right. And uh, the Richelieu and, and the king wanted to um, knock down the walls. Right. And so they... Were they in like a rebellion? They 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 were afraid. I, I think at the time there were there was rebellion going on in some, certain of the smaller towns, and they sure. wanted to avoid that by not giving, by not allowing, you know, basically a fortress. So he stood up to them. He got them to stand down, and uh, so they took advantage of this uh, uh, convent that was in the town, um, and basically. What ha- the the nuns in the convent accused um, Father Grandier, who's who's the the priest, of consorting with the devil and yeah. you know or- wild orgies and all this like you know fantastical shit, and it was like a little uh, Salem witch trial thing with with him, and he ended up being burned at the stake. But the movie is it just goes beyond all that. It's really um, beautifully shot. It's it's funny, uh, it's horrifying, yeah, and uh, uh, it's one of my favorite movies ever. It's 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 really good because it it it, uh, it gives you the political maneuvering, but it also has this really really strong drama at the center, and it's life and death, and um, and I, I like uh, Russell's approach to history too because he he has fun with it. You know? Right, it's, it's really uh, the the original Night of the Living Dead, black and white. The protagonist black, right? Yeah, and they're saying that uh, it, it's an entertainment. But some people said that that story is actually symbolism for all the changes in civil rights movement in America and things like that. Yeah, I think that is a, a post hoc explanation because when you, when you talk to mm-hmm. um, George Romero, he he claims that he claims that it wasn't that wasn't the point. Like okay. he just wanted to make a scary horror movie. And he he knew that he needed to make it gory because that would yeah. that would make it uh, entertaining. Well, that also that would make it stand out from all the other horror movies. So the devil, do you think it had like it was mirroring some issue that they were trying to like teach underneath of uh, 
you know what I'm trying to say like on surface like all this medieval stuff but mm -hmm. was it like a, some theme that they were trying to teach or the abuse of the power of a state or well the the movie is strongly that I, I don't really know what Huxley had in mind right because Huxley goes into a lot of the he goes into a lot more of the politics of, of right. the thing but I think that is the theme or that I'm I'm glad that Russell pulled that theme out of the book okay the, the, the theme is definitely in the book I'm not sure if the book is completely slanted that way okay but they're they're both great. It's, it's really good. So to finish up, this episode of uh, Game of Thrones starts with young. Uh, you don't realize until till end of that first part of the thing, but you see two girls running through the forest. Sorry if you haven't seen it, you should stop it. Or if you don't let's watch Game of Thrones, none of this thing means anything. But uh, two girls are walking through the forest. One of the girl, dominant one, want to talk to the witch and see the future. And we find out later on this is actually young Cersei, where. The prophecy basically say because she she asked the witch to give her like uh, what's going to happen to her in the future, mm -hmm. and I guess the way she interact with the people, and the way she's protective of her family, and why she's so uh, doesn't like Marjorie because the prophecy says something about she'll be queen for a little bit, but some younger and more beautiful person will take her place. Right. Well, sure enough, her son Tommen is going to end up marrying Marjorie, who. This is her third attempt to marry someone. And and did her besides Joffrey did another son die? Or or is that yes. the future? He died in a season remember when Oh, the, the one who yeah, right. well, well, right. um that Dutch woman who play uh the women in red that that basically a witch for yeah. uh uh Stannis Remember that smoke came out of her pussy and oh. went around and killed that person? That That's was right. the person she was supposed to marry. Uh-huh. And Marjorie was supposed to marry that uh, uh, one of the Stark. But um, that Stark was gay and was in love with Marjorie's brother, who right. is gay. Right. So... Um, Yes, this is this is the third time. Hopefully, third time to charm for Marjorie. <laughs> she is the member of House of Tyrell, and uh, Tyrell has money. Tyrell and Lannister is very similar in that they're very wealthy, but Tyrell seems to have their house in order. They're Marjorie's grandmother. You know, she's the one who basically yeah, yeah. made a deal with uh, Littlefinger to have Joffrey killed. Wait, who who's the actress who plays her? her she is oh, 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 um she played a hot actress in 60s or 70s the spy the goofy spy show you know oh that's right she's um <sighs> her name's olana from, from, the, from the avengers yeah, yeah that she's the hot one that's right okay in fact yeah um in fact she it'll come to me right afterward she podcast. was married to quincy jones oh in fact, her daughter is the one hot mixed race girl in Park and Recreation. Wow. So, um, yeah. But Tyrell, Tyrells have this house in order because even though Lannister uh, is very powerful, their treasury is empty. They have to marry the Tyrell because they have the money and army. But um, Lannister, unfortunately, they don't have their shit together because brother and sisters fucking each other and their kids are going to be in charge of house Lannister right. their dwarf brother is run away because he murdered 
Tyrion murdered Tywin last season. Mm-hmm. So, so in surface, Lannister seems to have things in order, but Tyrell is more less ruthless, but they're more sensible when it comes to dealing with things. I think. Right. So that's that. Um, then afterward, you saw Tyrion, who was boxed off, literally uh, escaping King's Landing, and wherever they are now, it's him and Barrys. And uh, I'm probably not saying his name right, but yeah, it's all a couple, you know. Uh-huh. And um, um, through the conversation, Varys was always on the side of Targaryen. He thought Targaryen would be more stable. So during the conversation, we find out that he's going to try to support. I, what's her, the queen's name, the dragon queen? Dragon, The dragon queen. I don't know. Uh, Daenerys. You don't like her. Daenerys. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like uh, something about cliche almost you know like yeah, beautiful yeah. blonde leading bunch of brown people because they're incapable of leading themselves and <laughs> you know sh- thank god that shiny queen is saving this brown people yeah. from slavery and so on but it's, it's just not the most she interest- reminds me of that stupid movie sucker punch <laughs> and all these hot like young girls it's just like oh, a yeah. fantasy of of what like young uh you know what teen girls Right is is cool. It's it's just not a compelling story for me, you know. Just yeah. like I'm sure it's just gonna have a big significant part. Um, but I kind of find that on Sally, uh, the Grey Worm is that what's his name? Yeah, I think so. And that that the uh, assistant to Daenerys, she's very hot. I found that relationship very interesting. Yeah, and the fact that during this episode. Uh, Daenerys' lover slash protector pretty much convinced her like that there's many things in culture that you don't approve but you could push so much you know yeah. to govern them that you you gotta respect to some of the tradition no matter how much you would like to change it basically in this episode one of the uh, uh, representative asked Daenerys to let them the tradition of basically guys fighting people to death for gambling and she calls it human cockfighting I yeah. think it's interesting this, this is an HBO show they're probably trying to justify their UFC coverage <laughs> <laughs> as long as people have lived they like seeing uh, sports but fist fighting mm-hmm. um, that's the only kind of sport I like to watch it's, yeah it's I find just, it really I, I find it interesting that um, I'm from with Joe Rogan and Russell Peters and you that uh, you guys love it and Jesus boxing and mixed martial art couldn't be more masculine right it's, it's the most aggressive masculine thing that you could do uh, and, and I, I, I like it but I guess it says a lot about me I like team sports over that except I love uh, uh, <laughs> Ronda Rossi a yeah. lot Yeah, I, I find her very interesting and um, I guess we we're going to bear off from the Game of Thrones for a second, but you really kind of shocked me because I asked her, I asked you, like, how long do you think she'll dominate? And you're saying 10 years. What, what do I know? I, I'm, I'm barely. Well, you know more than I do for sure. And uh, watching her, it's just, boy, she's unbelievable. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, that I, shit that she does, but what is that then? I'm uh, not saying anything that, that Joe Rogan hasn't said a million times. I mean, it's like she's just. Her, her judo is just so amazing that uh, I don't see 
I never really seen her get hit too hard. You yeah, know? it's like not. I mean, not compared to any of the other fights. She just basically she just takes girls down in the first round, and that's it. And she doesn't that that bullshit like uh, um, Anderson Silva running around mocking him. No, it, it, it's almost like what Overland Martell from last season running around fighting the mountain. Just mm-hmm. over, kill him already, then. She says, <laughs> you know, she's just all business. And what's that? Some what's the handbar? What is that then? The arm bar. She. Oh my yeah. god, it's yeah. it's donezo. Yeah. I mean, it is over once she gets you. Yeah, it's um, I'm I'm sorry. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like she 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 maybe like take a couple punches but just putting your arm out in front of her in any way yeah <laughs> is like a very dangerous maneuver you know i mean there was a clip like this this re- dumbass reporter in uh, like a karate gi outfit uh-huh. interviewing her i just don't think you could take me on and she did this maneuver and like that's what they plan to do right and he broke the guy's back and His she- back yeah she- really? i think it was back like he couldn't move like oh. and she was laughing because he, she thought he was joking. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Uh, you really broke my back. Like, and then of course she didn't mean to, but oh um, she, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I, I find like after watching that, the ultimate fighter thing that she was on, I uh, haven't seen it with uh, Misha Tate. It, I, I really don't like her personality, but I think a lot of that is just, it's part and parcel with, you know, her, her indomitability yeah. as an athlete. You know, she has that mindset that winning is everything, and and uh, I don't like that in my in real life. But you can't deny it when it's I, in the I, ring. I, you know? I love it. And I respect it, yeah. and um, I I really say this sincerely. That's the closest thing I ever seen a woman having added to like Michael Jordan, yeah. because. When Michael Jordan was playing, it was just pathological at the level that he needed to win. Didn't he get a lot of shit for not sharing the ball with his teammates? Oh no! I mean, when he got older, he he's he's a smart player. He changed his game when he got older. There's things that he can't do. But when he was the highest priority with that guy, and I find it so funny that when the reporter when he used to ask Michael Jordan like share what what you really think. And the Hall of Fame, like four or five years ago, he went up and told exactly how he felt about it. It was the greatest Hall of Fame speech ever. It made other people really uncomfortable. How some people say he was uh, 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 disrespectful and uh, mean spirited, but to me, I really appreciate. Like, wow, this is a reason why he dominated because just just mentality where he was coming from, and. Um, He's, he wasn't there for popularity contest, you know. But I, I think Ronda Rossi, I, I just really appreciate it. I mean, of course, she's attractive women with unbelievable body and, and the things that she's able to do. And yes, many of the opponent is like around the same age, but it doesn't matter because she's been doing it longer than them. You know, you might have same two people with the same age, yeah, physique, but this young lady, young woman's been doing it since she's, what, six or something. And yeah. that's the big difference, too. If she was born with the genetic... Of the body to do the things that she's she can do, yeah. But uh, it's she's got that pedigree. Her mom was like a gold medal winning judo yeah. champion herself, you yeah, know. Yeah. So yeah, she's a killer. And her like, mom had the same attitude too. So yeah. obviously, you know, they their that relationship is pretty intense. You know, they they really uh, she really does it. I I, I really love watching it because that boy she um 
she's she's great. It's really I really admire her, and I, th- I think she, you know people think I'm joking, but she's done more for feminism than all this you know those annoying feminist type of people that we complain about. Well, yeah. I'm okay with most feminists, but you know the ones who cause problem by seeing problems where aren't any problems. Well, you know? it, it, she doesn't play the victim. You know? No, no, no. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah. She makes victims because, out of her people that she yeah, fights. because she's not a victim. Um, but uh, you like Ronda Rousey. My girl is Joanne Kellerwood. She's the, she's the best. Have they Are they the same weight category? Uh, I think... Oh, shit. I think uh, Rousey might be... Um, she might be in the the next weight mm-hmm. up from Joanne. I'm not sure. They might both be featherweights. Um, anyway, go go back. Flyweights, rather. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, Joanne is is just amazing. She's just I I really like her her personality. So yeah. that's what you know. That's what does it for me. So going back, uh, I don't know why we started talking about Ronda Rossi, but going back to Game of Thrones. So. Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I think we're in the negative uh, listeners now. <laughs> yeah. So whatever with the dragons, whatever with Daenerys, uh, she realized queen without a dragon is not a queen. So doing that stuff, whatever. Um, I, I I like where Sansa's going this season. Sansa Stark, and she doesn't know, but the a man she's attached to right now is Littlefinger, who has a huge part of. His, her father getting killed uh-huh. because of the conflict that he basically started. But she's really learning. I, li- I like this new sense where there's many ways to fight people, not just by your fist, by a sword. You could fight with politics and words, yeah. Yeah. scheming. Right. Uh, I think that Littlefinger is way up there. Uh, you know, I'll give him four and a half Machiavelli. Yeah, I know. You, I think you like him a lot more. I, I like I liked him better when he was the mayor of Baltimore. Yes, Cal Setti or whatever, and yeah. who later become trying to be. Yeah, he. The, I don't know the actor's name, but I think he's Irish and um, yeah. very believable. In both cases, he's just smart, shrewd, and cunning. And uh, he does uh, this thing with as uh, uh, as Littlefinger with where he sticks out his jaw when he talks. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. I, I guess he's just trying to make his voice more. Um, Doctor Evil or something. Yeah. <laughs> what was what was the other thing? Uh, in the when uh, in the north, you have Stannis who is victorious, basically conquered that wildling slash barbarian slash giant. Mm-hmm. Now Jon Snow's up there too, and um, this particular episode, he's basically trying to convert the leader of wildlings to s- bend his knees, right. submit. And uh, and he was Julius Caesar, right? Yes, in the in HBO Rome. special HBO show Rome, he was also one of the Israeli Mossad slash assassin in Munich. Great actor, something Helen or some some Irish or Scottish name. I apologize, I don't I don't know if it's Irish, but fantastic actor. I really really enjoy him. He. Uh, I would great. encourage your listeners to make a list of all the things we don't know. Yeah, you might need le- several sheets of paper yeah. for this podcast. You can email to <laughs> dumbyoshi at gmail dot com. Complain about it. Um, yeah, did we, did we miss anything? I mean, uh, Tyrion's back. Um, uh, we haven't seen anything Doran yet. Um, Overland Martell, who is well, we did see Daenerys uh, have a little uh, issue with her dragons. 
a little more yes. problem controlling her. Well, drugs. you know, those drugs and stuff in the dungeon for a while, and I'm sure they're angry. They're, getting them, they're probably getting a little, uh, pe- um, yeah, a little ticked off. Right. Because they didn't cause any problem from last season, if you remember. Right. It's the third renegade one going around killing kids and sheep and things like that. Right. But um, And plus, you got to expect that when they're growing up. You know? Yeah, they're teenage dragons. I know. They get, they get a little wild. They're know? sneaking out of the castle. You take away the, the car night. keys for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't see anything on Teon. We didn't they're sneaking behind the barn and smoking 12-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> We saw a little bit of Brienne, the knight who fought the. Uh, oh yeah, she's great. Who she fight? The wolf, not wolf. Uh, uh, what is the name of that? Ar- uh, Arya's bodyguard. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I. That's the problem. We're talking about an episode that, after like what it's been like two years since the last season. No, it hasn't been that long. But <laughs> eight months, nine months. Yeah. But I, I have to say, what a wonderful uh show um the first one i mean you know i don't think you should expect anything major because it's kind of like like you were saying almost getting back and reminding people what most of the characters what happened last season yeah kind of plays them and i'm sure next episode we'll see um other characters that we will uh, see i'm excited about the sand snake the overland martel's bastard daughters there's nine of them only three you'll meet uh-huh. and obara San uh, from Doran, which is like the place that looked like Spain slash Middle East. Uh, so, bastards are named Sand, just like from the north. If you're a bastard, you're snow, right? right. And river, if you're from that part of the uh, Westerfall. Yoshi, have you read the books? No. So you, how do you know all this stuff? I just kind of read, just kind of read a couple episodes, but like sometimes I read the reviews, and like it's it's hard for me to remember. I I remember better end of the season last season because by then I caught up and keep reading but you know mm. it's been like seven eight months you do forget things but I'm trying I kind of like these stories where there's ensemble I really it's kind of fun for me to watch yeah very similar to that show Sh- Shameless because you have so many different characters to me I kind of call that modern comedy version of Game of Thrones because huh. you have so many characters and like you kind of go back and forth so even if they're covering characters you hate it's just a matter of time it'll jump into people that you like right. so um, I know this season there's going to be religious order, so that's going to be factoring. I also know that you know every fantasy thing at the end of it, good guys win, bad right. guys lose. Yeah. Boo hoo, you know. <laughs> but it's interesting that even if they win the war, there's going to be like economic issues. Like that's really interesting that you know uh, Stannis in last season had to go Iron Bank brothels, and only yeah. reason why he's he's winning right now is he got a loan from them. You're to right. finance war, I I really enjoy seeing that because it's never been done before in f- fantasy right. to show that uh, kind of reality. I'm glad it's the show's a hit because I, I remember I've gotten burned a few times. Like I I really liked Rome. We were talking about Rome. Oh yeah, it's sad that they only did two seasons. Yeah yeah, and and Deadwood, and it was another one. You know where I get really invested in the stories, and then it's like you know your your favorite soap opera gets taken off the air. It's yeah, it's awful. And in, in fact. It's such a game changer that this show is so popular and Game of Thrones is the number one TV show of all time being most illegally downloaded. Right. Of course, you would never do that because you're... The I citizen. don't believe in that at all. Yeah, you're a citizen of the world, Rick. <laughs> um, but it's a game changer because HBO has finally agreed to have 
monthly service where you don't even have to have cable. With $14 a month, you could have access to all HBO shows. Wow. And they're competing against Netflix, you know, like uh, right before our eyes that uh, the business of TV is changing too, you know. Yeah. And uh, as a consumer, this is great because I, I just think as much as I like film, taking aside, if I was in movie or TV business and, and I'm not affected by making money in the business, putting all that shit aside, TV is such an exciting place, right? Because people are willing to take daring risk in TV, whereas you don't see that uh, in movie business, you know? Yeah, and uh, that's true. Definitely exciting, but yeah. Um, it, well, it's a whole different long-form thing. Which, do we run out of time? No, no, no. I, I just, I, I, I could go forever. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but, but it's getting late, so I'll, I'll let you go. But um, what do you expect from the, the season of Game of Thrones this season? Well, name, me, name three people that you... Three people that you like on the show. Which characters? Oh, uh, well, of of course, uh, the imp. I'm, I'm a big fan of. of uh, I've always, uh, I've always liked Dinklage, especially ever since when I first saw him. I think was in um, mm-hmm. uh, Living in Oblivion. That yeah. movie. You, did you ever see that one? No. Everybody talk about how great he is. He's he's one of the highlights of the show. I liked him. What something station? Oh yeah, the station agent. Yeah, he's know. great. Yeah. He was also in that uh, movie Tiptoes, which uh, a lot of people haven't seen. Yeah, they, they got recut by the producers. It's a pretty interesting movie, even though it, it's a kind of a failure. Um, yeah, so there's him. Who else do I like? I love Tyrion too. Yeah, big mistake. Uh, uh, Tywin, his father, his inability to see beyond the physicality of him as a dwarf. Mm-hmm. He, he was unable to see the fact that. Tyrion's a incredibly, incredibly smart, cunning, somebody with a moral compass. That he 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 could have been. A, he he has a leadership uh, ability, yeah. but he just couldn't see beyond it. You know, and uh, there's going to be a huge vacuum because I don't think Cersei has a political ability. She's too emotional and uh, have so many issues. And Jamie is not politician at all. He's a great fighter, but yeah, they had the very person who could lead the Lannister into a glorious part of the great historical legacy and yeah they're they're fucked now yeah uh, I, don't, I don't know how, what they're gonna do I I have to say that I'm, I, I have no doubt that they're gonna come up with some amazing stuff mm-hmm. but most of the protagonists that are left in the show are not my favorites anymore mm-hmm. like a lot of people got killed off that I was that I was kind of rooting for so um I'm curious to see what happens with Theon Greyjoy and that uh, scumbag who's Something's who, who destroyed yeah. his mind, uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm interested by I'm interested in um, Theon's sister, who's a British comedian. But remember, she oh, yeah. she convinced all the men to get on the boat and trying to rescue the brother, right? And uh, as much as people complain how sexist this show can be because there's a lot of porn star and nudity and things like that which mm-hmm. I'm not complaining love it mm-hmm. um, and that's sexual violence against women but talk about the show with a lot of strong women roles you know yeah and, uh, um, evil strong women yeah <laughs> but you know the, the thing is like, good people are never that completely good and they have character flaws yeah. and evil people are not completely evil and there's things like when Tywin experienced a cheering about the Red Wedding it makes sense. Like, would you rather lose fifteen to twenty thousand of your soldiers to win, or 
actually assassinated. It was brutal, but yeah. it just seemed like they actually kind of saved people's lives as well, you know. Yeah. And, uh, so Tyrion's your favorite, one of your favorite, mm-hmm. and you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I have really any other favorite. I mean, there's people I, I love to hate, um, but Joffrey's dead, so uh, that I really. Jackie Gleason was so good playing him. He was unbelievable. <laughs> Jackie uh, Gleason? Yeah, that's his name. And, uh, Wait, his name is Jackie Gleason? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, he's huh. studying at the Oxford, like, ancient I don't Greek think it's Jackie Hebrew. Gleason. Jack Gleason. Jack Gleason, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to confuse a comedian. <laughs> to the moon, Yoshi. <laughs> um, because he did this speech in Oxford talking about that uh, celebrity coach and that boy this kid is incredible yeah he, and, he uh, was eloquent really cool. and is, is you know and uh, wish him nothing but the best because um i uh, he i don't think he could have topped that character it's such an iconic man they'll be hating him for the next 50 to 100 years yeah yeah he was so good and he wasn't even an actor before he got into it right i had heard that, that oh he, he was a child actor for a long time but oh, was he but he retired. He doesn't want to act anymore. You oh, know, wow. he's he's more academic and things like that. Yeah, yeah. good for him. That uh, in terms of hateable people, I really, I actually have like a visceral reaction to that Red Queen chick, that the Dutch girl you were talking about. Oh, uh, that's Dennis' uh, advisor slash lover slash witch. Yeah. The witch. Yeah, she's. I I just. I I find her character so contemptible that it's like it's almost like I don't even want to. The, when she's on screen, I don't even want to. Well, she's them. sexy. I like seeing her. Yeah, I don't find her sexy. She's too cold. Um, I I I I find that narrative very very. I love that whole uh, Onion Knight mm-hmm. slash um, Stannis slash that witch. I find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. And then then the, how Stannis's wife is such a freak. <laughs> you know, she has no jealousy about her either. Uh-huh. And they're half lip. L- lizard daughter you know <laughs> uh, but I think religion is going to take a uh, big role uh-huh. uh, Jonathan Price great actor yeah. wonderful actor he plays a, a big time religious leader this uh, really yes uh, and well, thanks for the spoiler Yoshi do you have any more uh, things oh I mean they were announcing that uh, <laughs> uh, they said like they, they interviewed him saying like, some religious order remember they were talking to the guy who was Cersei's cousin or something, and she was fucking him, and she has something. He had something to do with helping Cersei, drunking, uh, Robert Baratheon in a hunting and stuff like that. Oh. Now he is a member of the Order called Sparrow. The right. Lannisters, Lannisters, gonna have a problem with the religion. Fantastic because during the medieval oh, Renaissance in Italy, you know, who who was that religious order that gave a hard time to Medici and Sforza? They ended up burning him alive. But um, really, mm-hmm. the Medici, one of the Medici, Medici or, or Sforza, or somebody had to burn this guy because he was the religious order in Milan. Oh, oh they burned him. I was yeah, like, burned him. Yeah, because he was causing so much problem. Uh-huh. Um, so interesting, you know, you have ec- economics of uh, Iron Bank robbers. Now you kind of have a uh, religious people causing shit this season. For mm-hmm. me, uh, I love Arya and Sansa because I had such a soft spot for um, Ned Stark. But those girls are learning. In Arya's more physical, so she's learning to fight. Who knows? Maybe she's going to be general or something. But it's it's fun to yeah. see her grow right. to very own eyes. And Sansa, she's all dressed in black. She's learning all the politics and things like that right. from uh, Littlefinger. But it's an interesting. Like last four or five seasons, Arya learned from all the different men in her life. 
you know, mm-hmm. she, she, she was an uh, assistant to t- uh, Taiwan, remember? And Taiwan kept saying, boy, you're a clever girl, not knowing who she was. Uh-huh. So she learned a lot of uh, military shit from Taiwan. Then she was hound. Is that right. the hound? Yeah, that's right. That's who The it hound. Was. Right. And uh, learning to fight and be cynical about it. So these girls are learning lessons that Rob Stark, the mother, and Ned Stark didn't learn, you yeah. know. And um, Yeah, good point. I, I, I hope they're they're literally learning the game, you know, and Littlefinger's a good good um, teacher. But I hope eventually she get re- her revenge and get rid of uh, Littlefinger. I hope that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping the hound is alive and kill her his brother the mountain you uh-huh. know because i hate that motherfucker <laughs> i hate because overland martel was my favorite character of the whole series <laughs> he, he was abso- he was absolutely my favorite he had one show <laughs> or two shows actually uh i mean he, yeah. he, 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 uh, one season yeah. but he he yeah. was man um I, the uh, because i'm i'm big on revenge yeah. that's 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 big and the sand snake the daughters will be coming back for Lannister. they already hate the lannister but they kill their father so um can't wait the thing the thing that's kind of cool about this medieval fantasy genre mm-hmm. is that you get a lot of the themes and and, and of what happened in european history yeah in, in in this time period but there's it's all open-ended because it's not in in history you know who died who lived, right all this stuff and that's kind of one of the things Rome had to play like fast and loose with, with like some of the relationships because yeah. And we also know Idol March. We know that Julius Caesar is going to be assassinated yeah. in the March fifteenth. You know, and and it's been reenacted a hundred times. Sure, hundred thousand times in. Uh, but you know, it, it, it was still very compelling. I highly recommend people no, to no, watch Rome. It, it's, it's, it's a great wonderful. show. But the the people who make Game of Thrones and uh, George R. R. Martin have no. They don't have those limitations. They can right. go anywhere they want, and so you can still tell the same kind of stories, but the audience isn't going to be is is going to be experiencing it like it's uh, an ongoing saga rather than. And and, and this is interesting because it, it, they're at the point where uh, there's going to be many storyline that is not covered in book, and all, I also heard that they're going some characters who are supposed to be big in the book. It's going to be less. There'll be characters who they have very little part. They're going to make big. Uh-huh. All together, they're going to make a new character where it's compilation of other characters in the book, you know? And uh, this is going to be fun because for me, I don't like people telling me, people who read those books, I get it. You know how to read and you know what's <laughs> going to happen. Don't fucking tell me, fucking fuck faces. Like, you're, you're a jerk. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is a first season where even the readers of the book probably don't know what's going to happen. So that's going to be fun for everyone. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for me... I hear there's going to be a tall Asian man in one of the episodes. Also, they're going to be more rapists. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think the biggest question how this series is going to be ended because I know, unlike many other days show, when they film it, this is an incredibly well-planned show. You, get, you, you ask the showrunners what's going to be done on the day 152. They will tell you exactly where all the actors are going to be, what part of the uh, world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like northern uh, UK, Spain, and former Yugoslavia, you know, yeah. simultaneously filmed. And it's a well-planned, well-oiled machine. And there, I, I commend HBO for doing this. This is an incre- incredible show. Having said that, I have a lot of faith. 
there's going to be seven seasons, so we're going to have season five, six, and seven. I guess my biggest concern is, and, and, and this is kind of how the show is going to be defined, how great it is, how the show ends. Mm-hmm. I hope to God it's not going to be like the way Lost ended. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's like the, how the show ends will tell me how uh, the legacy of the show, because it could have like a great, you know, like. They show everybody waking up in, in, in uh, 20, 20th century uh, England. And, <laughs> no, it was all a dream. <laughs> Oh, like Bob, uh, Bob, Bob Newhart? <laughs> oh, honey, it was a terrible dream. I was a medieval blah, blah, blah. Yeah, God. Uh, I, I will hate... I, I, will, I hate... I hate... I hate if, if that happened, but uh, how it ends will... You know, um, like, the shield might not be comparable to some of the so-called... My Russian more show, I, I, it's just out there for me. It's a great, mm-hmm. but fuck the last season of the Shield and the last episode of the Shield, man, that that was incredible. Last season episode, uh, season of any show. I don't it, even know if I got to the end of that one. Oh my god, it it was incredible. Just like Dexter, mm. season four with uh, uh, Let Go was the best season. Wow. One of the best se- one season episode of uh, any TV show. And the let go was that's that was great. The way the uh, Dexter ended, it I want to stab those guys. <laughs> I want to stab, I want to stab the showrunner because it was terrible. It, it was such a you're making us to make commitment to a show. You better work really hard to give satisfying. It doesn't have to be happy ending, and I know goddamn well it's not going to be happy ending. Yeah, I it, it can be, uh, and it shouldn't be. Uh, it should be ending that Japanese and European appreciate melancholy, you know. Yeah, I'm okay with that, you know. And George R. R. Martin was a sickly kid from New Jersey, so he read a lot of history book where he knows the tragic and backstabbing and massacre and things like that. I, I want that, you know. And yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be compelling, surprise me, teach me. Uh, I embrace the show and right. uh, I, I love the show, but I think the biggest concern because that. George R. R. Martin is not making books fast enough. He's not going to finish the series before the series are over. That's just not going to happen. Uh-huh. He have to finish two more books, and you know, to give a guy a break. You know, every time he's going to watch Super Bowl game or enjoying, people complaining to the guy, <laughs> write the fucking book. You know, <laughs> so he's not the he- healthiest guy. So they already know how the show kind of ends. But yeah, yeah I uh, no you, endings are really important, and they're hard absolutely to, they're hard to do too. Especially some people are really really good at drama mm-hmm. and structure of drama but you can ruin it all with a bad ending it'll, it'll I love the en- ending for MASH oh, okay. I, li- I like the ending for Six Feet un- uh, Under where the show was good but the ending was fa- phenomenal see ending. that one I was going to actually use that as an example one that lost me the first season I liked a lot oh and, first season was magnificent and then the second season was like it was exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. It was all a dream. Yeah, it's like you're, all this shit that was that you'd been led to believe yeah. happened was like thrown out the window because they wanted to do something else. I couldn't go. I couldn't hang with that. A- any of you who cry when loss was over, I wish to <laughs> God you would have shot to death. You are completely worthless. My attitude was, I'm glad this shit is over because you could tell, like, at the, at, at the end of it, they really didn't know what they, the, the story was. They were just making shit up. I got that feeling out throughout the entire show, really. So I did not. So the I'm first, dumber than you. The, no, the, I mean, the first season, I thought, this got this is intense. This is really great. Yeah, I thought know? that the name was dumb, but yeah. uh, I got a copy of, like, free. 
I was subscribing like a Hollywood Reporter. They sent a DVD of like first episode. Yeah. Holy shit! My was, heart was pounding. It was amazing. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Incredible. And that's the thing. You, as an audience member, you you put your faith in in the hands of you know the storyteller. And yeah. I thought they were did a great job, and it was really intriguing, and it really made you want to know what the hell is going on here. Yeah. And uh, as time went on, you realized that. They don't know. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and I got to the point where like, fuck, I've already watched. I just and I need to just fucking finish it. You know. Yeah. Uh, how did, were you happy with the the I, way? I didn't even watch it to the end. I I got I, I, I heard from and I already was disaffected, and then I heard from people like you. Yeah. That it was fucking bullshit. It was so. Chinese water torture, but like I committed <laughs> so much. I want to get. It's almost like you want to divorce the bitch, but yeah. you got two kids, so you just want to wait until they graduate from high school. You know. <laughs> so I ended up watching the whole fucking. Were you happy with the Soprano? How I ended. Uh, I I found it dissatisfying, but yeah. I can I can see I can see how it goes. I think it, that show that's another one that went on too long. Yes, I mean it. It's it, a great series. It is a great series, but there's been a bunch of bad episodes. Let's be honest. And I think a lot of it was just like they had a cash cow. They wanted to keep milking yeah. it, and there were all these great actors and uh, character actors who wanted to be in the show because it was a big hit. Yeah. So they kept just pumping new bl- new yeah. gangsters who'd do a few episodes and get whacked and it's, it's, it was just fucking tiresome. After and by that. the way, without S.H.I.E.L.D., without my other favorite that people really don't talk about and they shoot, Oz, Yeah. I don't think you had a Soprano because I think shows like Oz really expand people's imagination what you could do on TV Yeah. yeah. and the S.H.I.E.L.D. The S.H.I.E.L.D. when I watched it, it scared the... It, it, it shocked the fuck out of me. Yeah. I'm like, wow, you could do that cable, you know? Like, it was on FX. And uh, uh, I, I really appreciate uh, this amazing work and um, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed the ending. And I, I think that was a great show as well. And as we speak, uh, Mad Men, the last season, last uh, seven or eight episodes. And tonight was the second episode. I haven't seen the first and second one yet, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great TV, and uh, I I am um, I'm very grateful that HBO is making this. This is a, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's a phenomenal show. It really. When I got fired, I moved to New York City, and I was watching the Red Wedding episode at the coffee shop in Chinatown, and I screamed so loud, like people <laughs> looked like. It was so shocking to me, like. Did that really happen, you know? And, yeah, uh, yeah uh, I, I've been entertained. But, Rick, thanks for doing the episode. We went a little longer than I thought we were going to, but thanks thanks for your opinion, police, because I, I really uh, respect your opinion. You you know the police uh, abuse, and when you talk about the militarization of uh, police, man, talk about things that we don't like. And uh, it's really always fun to talk with you. I like talking about movies and stuff, but uh, if you like Rick, please contact Rick at twitter.com slash toe t-o-e-s-t-u-b-b-e-r and he is still interested in japan uh he's studying japanese congratulations you're going you're going to uh, uh four-year college last two years of it so anything in japan anything you could uh, help rick or just uh want to contact rick contact uh, rick in uh twitter account can i um give a shout out to uh getting if anyone's interested in that police militarization uh issues then they should check out radley balco's book uh, oh yeah um he write for reason magazine right yeah 
uh, he used to write for Reason. Now he writes for the Washington Post. Yeah. And uh, it's called uh, The Rise of the Warrior Cop. Yeah. Um, and un- unlike the title, it's actually very, very even-handed and well-researched. I mean, yeah. the, the title makes it sound like it's just some rant like you've been hearing from me. But yeah. it's it's very... Uh, that's very good. Top provoking, yeah. Yeah. And Balco is a hero of mine. He's, he actually, mm-hmm. uh, he got an innocent guy uh, released from prison we could, through his activism. He's yeah. a really smart ki- smart cookie. And um, uh, I believe April 16 and 17, this week, this Friday and Saturday, I'll be in Seattle, Washington, and parlors in downtown Seattle, opening for the world-famous... The, one of the greatest stand-up comic of all time, David Tell. Huh. So uh, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Uh, come over. And what uh, time do you go, go off the stage so people know when to arrive? <laughs> <laughs> You'll know when you walk in, there's complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear people start crying, then Just I'm up. start wandering around the neighborhood. And when you start hearing laughs, then you know that a tell is going on. Yes. <laughs> Um, so come over and um, yeah um, I'm very happy I'm going to go see my brother and visiting my uh, uh, second home because Japan is still you know birth home but uh, looking forward to it so anyway help Rick with uh, Japan stuff and lately I've been hearing a lot of people going to Japan and like I'm I'm getting the bug again so yeah I'm doing a little bit more listening podcasts about Japan and reading more about Japan but yeah I'd I, I like to go back again it's I really great. hope you go back yeah um, we, should, we should definitely go and uh, if I could convince Russell Peters to do a show that would be the perfect time to go to Japan so yeah. anyway guys thanks for listening this was fun go Game of Thrones and uh, hope you guys nice